While they're all talking state standards, we're sitting on a bar stool making fun of them. Classroom Brew Podcast. everybody welcome to another episode of the podcast i'm going with another i'm i'm not sponsored by any of these companies so i'm not going to say them but anytime it's a mojito in a can i I subscribe to it it's fantastic so mojito in a can if you're you're drinking along for this one cheers Uh, if you're not that's okay too so cheers um wow delicious as always um, I notice when people podcast, they have a lot of stuff like on their table, like drinks and stuff, and I don't have to worry about that because it's built into my format. I'm always guaranteed to be well hydrated. Uh, I guess that counts as well hydrated. But uh, if you are new to the podcast, my name is Ryan. I'm a teacher, a coach. I do some instructional coaching and mentoring for for newer teachers, and uh, I run this podcast. And I've been doing this for. Oh, geez, if this is the end of 2022, this will be the last episode of 2022. We started it in what? 2017, so that's 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. What, five, five and a half years or so? Four and a half, five, I don't know. Something like that, where it's, it's we've been doing it for a minute. It's been fun. Uh, if you want to be on the podcast, you can reach me, classroombrew at gmail.com. And if you want to support the show, and if you support the show, it's not just, you know, helping us out with production costs, but also there's some podcast merch in there, some bonus content. I think there's like a $2 or $4 and a $7 tier. Um, so yeah, anyways, I, I broke my one rule right before, so because the semester actually timed out with the end of 2022, uh, our last day for students was, you know, a couple of days before Christmas Eve. And to make sure that I would actually be able to get everything done, I actually brought some grading home. Now, I didn't do it in my home. I went to a coffee shop. But that's legitimately, aside from remote learning, the first time in years that I have caved and brought something for work home. In terms of grading, I guess. I guess I prepare stuff sometimes, like a Google slide or something like that. If I really forgot, if I really got backed up, or I want to do it because I'm excited. But broke my rule, and it's okay. Um, as you know from the pep talk from a week or so ago, I am notorious for bringing work on a ride. I'll bring papers home with me, but that's all I'm going to do is it's going to stay in my briefcase in my trunk or just in the back seat going for a ride and coming with me home and then just going back into the back seat and then back to work, and it doesn't get touched or read until I'm at work again. Because doing it on the clock only. Um, one thing I will say is that the the end of the semester, I don't know if it's because some students didn't realize it, or they're used to like the old CPS calendar, or if we've gotten to that level of apathy where normally there's like the whole ass kissing, like what can I do? And I really only had one student. 
that came to me the morning before grades were due. This was, by the way, the morning after I called to inform his parents that he had done so much damage that uh, passing was, was not an option. Uh, which reminds me, the audacity of that parent. I called that parent. I forgot about this. I should have written this down. I called that parent to let them know uh, that their child was going to, to fail. Uh, they had not done enough. We had tried remediation plans, but they had still not done any work. They were at like a 40-something percent. I don't know the exact number, but something in the 40s, that stands out to you. And the response I get was like something to the effect of like, so are you calling to apologize? Because this is the first time that I'm hearing it. I'm like, motherfucker. But I said, well, ma'am, luckily I have my notes. And I started listing off dates. I left you a voicemail on November 14th and I get cut off. She goes, oh, I'm gonna stop you right there. I don't even check those voicemails. Oh. Yeah, that's how I responded over the phone. Oh, you're this, you're, are you calling to apologize? It's your fault that my child is failing and I haven't really kept a, a monitor on it. But it's your fault. So how about you apologize for, for his actions? And I go, well, actually, I have called you many times and sometimes it goes straight to voicemail. And the audacity to say, you owe me an apology. But then to have to walk it back and later say, oh, I apologize for not checking my voicemail. Can you just text me next time? What am I, a fucking FedEx? Huh? Also, no, I'm not texting you. I'll send you an email. But the audacity of some people to, to sit on their high horse, not fully <laughs> aware that you could, you could literally, I felt her shift when I went, when she said that she didn't uh, check her voicemail, she didn't get any of my voicemails from the entire semester. And I went, oh, I could feel her body shift. I could feel her squirming. And you know what? She deserved it. Every ounce of that cringy feeling that she felt for demanding an apology, despite it not being my fault that her child has ignored all of my remediation plans and hasn't done any of the work and didn't even wait until the last second, literally came after it was too late. And then when they explained that they didn't listen to voicemail, like the odd, you know, what type of 180 shift? Like if there was, not that there was, but if there was like a power struggle, you know, who was in the right, who was in the wrong, <laughs> it took a complete 180. And then it became more of like, well, I'll talk to him. It's like, great, I'm sure you will. And this is on top of the fact that it's not like I've only, uh, for this particular kid, attempted to call the parent because obviously if I'm getting voicemails in the back of my head, I'm like, well, maybe they're getting half of these messages. I didn't expect 0% of them, none of them. But I was looping in coaches, mentors, you know, other teachers, other adults that know this kid better than I do, conversations with the kid, to-do lists, remediation plans, excusing stuff here and there, dropping a few assignments for every student, did my part. And the sheer audacity to demand an apology as if it's my fault and then completely walk it back. I will say at least they did walk it, walk it back. I hear Marty crying now. What's wrong, buddy? You want another treat? Sorry, we're recording, bud. Um, now, with the break going on right now and the, the semester running out, to get back to my original thought, uh, I think maybe two or three students have failed. 
multiple classes and didn't realize it? A few of them were just like, yeah, I know. But then a few of them were just like going about their day. But they're seniors. Like, like this is a, a class that this is maybe the second or third go around to pass it for the same issue of never showing up or never doing the work or some combination, being put out, whatever it might be. But I don't know what's going to happen when we get back. When we get back that, was it, second week of January? Going to have a lot of upset faces, you know? Despite the fact that, like, they were warnings. I think at one point, there was one senior, this is like maybe the third or fourth time this person's trying to pass the class. Like, once with me, once in night school with another teacher, and then once in summer school with a different teacher, and now back with me during the regular school year again for the exact same class. Not that it's exactly the same. Um, different teachers, different ways of teaching it, different subject matters and units, but still, on paper, same class. Um, and I think with like the last like month of school, and then eventually the last like two weeks, it came down down to like, hey, you have to get eighty percent on all of your assignments moving forward in order to pass or better. And then the last two weeks, like, hey, you need to get ninety five percent or better on all of your assignments because you still haven't done anything. If you want to pass and not have to delay your graduation by a year, you might want to do it. And then finally, it came down to the final project. And it was basically, I'm not even, this is not uh, fake. These are not fake numbers right now that I'm going to give you. This is 100% what I had to tell the student. You need a 99.25% on the final project in order to pass. And I'm talking 59.5. That's the absolute minimum. You need a 99.25%. Any of the the two extra credit opportunities are gone for the final project. You didn't do it. 99.25%. You can't fuck up even a little bit. Well, I guess a little bit. Three quarters of a percentage of a fuck up. But that's, you know, on a rubric, as soon as you lose, I think it was a 20-point rubric, we're talking you can't even get one wrong. Well, one criteria. Oh, you're Marty Crunch. So anyways, I don't know. It's, it's been a weird one. Uh, to be honest, for this one, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it a little bit short because it, it is the end of the year. And so I just wanted to you know, express my, my gratitude for those who, if you're new to the podcast or if you've listened for, for a while, uh, that really means a lot to me. I, I appreciate that. I want to give a big shout out to our patrons. So we have Sabrina Bachman, we have Adam Davenport, Lish Cromwell, James Bynar, uh, Leo Sanchez, Melinda Bradley, uh, Cindy Montoya, we also have, didn't we get, uh, I think Leslie Brooks is also now a patron. Uh, so shout out to you guys. I appreciate that. That helps keep those production costs uh, at bay. Uh, so thank you very much. Um, and I guess last little thing is that if you are someone who has listened to the recent episodes where we've had newer teachers that are struggling, uh, please do reach out. It's at Classroom Brew on all social media and classroombrew at gmail.com. So if you want to be on the show and kind of talk about that or network a little bit, uh, or even just vent. It could be in the DMs. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to do that. I would love to do that because a lot of times if you are sharing your story out, there's unfortunately, but also fortunately at the same time, so unfortunate and fortunate, uh, someone may be going through that as well. So again, classroombrew at gmail.com or at classroombrew on social media, whatever it is, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all of it. So uh, thank you guys. I will see you guys in 2023. We'll have like a more full-fledged episode, uh, but with holidays and stuff like that, the holidays, that's why last week's was more of a pep talk and this week's is a little bit shorter. 
Um, but thank you so much. I appreciate it through all the years and through 2022. And I will see you guys in 2023, which isn't a real number. But until then, class dismissed. This is Classroom Brew. Classroom Brew on Patreon. Koozies and coasters, shot glasses, bonus content, and voting power. Lish Cromwell from Minnesota. Has a thousand classrooms That shit is crazy But that's Minnesota Leo Sanchez Got a lot of land He's been on the pod It was really grand He's teaching in person During COVID Sabrina Bachman from O. Yo, teaches French class, but I don't remember French. Sorry for my teacher who taught me French. You were really cool, but that was years ago. This dude beat cancer, getting real strong. He posted on the gram, he's a real bad ass. James Biner, James Biner. That's fucking right, James Biner. Sandy Montoya from California. Lazy Teacher Podcast, that's a bad look. Definitely not lazy, big time podcast fan. Melinda Bradley, Melinda Bradley. She's from Florida, more PPE for her staff photo. That's Melinda, Melinda Bradley, Melinda Bradley. Classroom Brew, check it out on Patreon.com.